By Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Visit DairyLaneDental.com. Welcome to Behind the Drive Shortcuts, Volume 66, Part 1. My name is Douglas McLean, and our guest today is Morgan Ryder. Morgan is a prolific songwriter for three bands, including his own solo album, Folklore, which he joined us to talk about on Behind the Drive, the show that we do these interviews with on Thursday nights at 6 o'clock. Please welcome Morgan Ryder to Behind the Drive Shortcut. Listen, uh, let's, I wanted to uh, tell you, so I, I, I first became uh, familiar with your music through your single, Northern Soul. And other than that, I didn't know much about you other than you worked in Oshawa, or I thought you worked out of Oshawa at the time. And I think you played one show up here in the brew house, and I missed that for some reason. So uh, just to give you a little bit of a sense of where I am, uh, the, the album I'm most familiar with is Folklore, which is uh, extraordinarily beautiful and quite surprising, actually, um, because I, I uh, had a sense you were a bit of a heavy metal guy, but uh, I might be wrong on that. <laughs> and then now I find out there's another oh, album. You're, you're absolutely right. <laughs> and then now there's an album that followed that, right? There's a new album. What's it? Uh, there's a new I can't remember the name of it um, so uh, I'll have to get that so I can uh, feature some of the songs from that so so I guess the best Definitely. thing well it's um, it's a uh, well go ahead sorry I think there's a bit of a delay between us so. oh yeah I'm sure there's <laughs> always something um no I'm, I'm definitely a, a heavy metal guy that's what I've been doing um I've been doing that since since high school or before high school even but um i uh but yeah the folklore the, that's my first uh solo album right. but uh, i do have a another i have a couple bands and one of the bands it's kind of like the the band extension of uh of my solo stuff and uh it's it crosses a variety of uh, different genres and i have uh, different lineups for each album and okay. uh, i mean it goes from everything from me solo to a, a duo with a cello player up to a full band with like yeah. six guys <laughs> but I, I have to admit i'm i'm kind of in love with folklore um there's the more i listen to it the more i'm kind of drawn to there's something very pure in there um so i'd like to talk to you a little bit about that if you don't mind um, and even though there's a lag yeah. here, yeah. Um, but before that, can you kind of fill in the gaps for us? Like, who are you and where'd you come from and what's your background and that sort of thing? So listeners get a bit of a sense of you. Definitely. Well, um, my name is Morgan Ryder and I'm uh, originally from the Toronto area. Uh, I spent the last 30 years living in Durham region and I, um, my my main background musically is uh, is actually metal. I have uh, I've been in a variety of groups. I've toured all over North America, all over Europe, UK, and I've I've been doing that predominantly. And I've spent like a great deal amount of time and effort on my uh, on my activities and metal projects. But um, 
it was kind of uh, it was kind of a weird transition, actually. I've always I've always been drawn to acoustic music, and it's not like I just listen to metal or rock or anything. I listen to everything. I, sure. Um, but I, I, um, my my wife and I were uh, we uh, found out back in 2017 that we were going to have a our first child, and um, something kind of clicked with me, and I started writing all these songs on my acoustic. I think I wrote about a hundred of them, to be honest, <laughs> and uh, I I didn't quite have an idea of what I was doing and I didn't have any goals or any uh any real path to kind of stick to I just sort of just was writing and drawing and right. re- like uh hitting the record button a whole bunch of times and it just uh I ended up uh, putting out this album called Deep Dark River back in uh 2018 and um it was after my daughter was born my my wife she uh she never gets any time off work or never got any time off work on her old job and so we uh I was like, "Hey, you, you've never seen the Rocky Mountains. Let's uh, let's let's go." You know, mm-hmm. so we, so I, uh, I, I packed my my wife and my uh, then five month old daughter in the car, and we we drove coast to coast, and I played gigs, and um, we did a bunch of sightseeing, and saw a bunch of friends and family, and uh, um, and from there I started kind of uh, um, sort of formulating a plan of what I wanted to do. I hadn't quite decided what direction I really wanted to take on. So I, I kind of stuck with deep dark river as a project name. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that actually turned into my, my band component. So I, I ended up, uh, while I was on the road, I, with, with my family, I, uh, I wrote a bunch of songs and kind of came up with a bunch of concepts uh, for albums and, uh, wrote it all down as I was driving. And when I got back, I contacted an old friend of mine who was a cello player and him and I started recording the first, uh, actual deep dark river album and, uh, called King of the forest. And it's kind of like a, like a chamber folk kind of, uh, it's like really, uh, really soft and delicate kind of like, it's like, it's, it, I listening back to it, it, it I'm actually kind of blown away at what we created. Cause it's a lot of, it's like really beautiful music, yeah. but, uh, um, after that, we uh, I uh, wrote a bunch more music uh, in the same uh, same style, but I decided I wanted to have a full band for the next one and uh, continuing the theme of nature and uh, and um, the elements and uh, climate change and all the things that we're experiencing these days. Uh, I uh, I uh, theme thematically I moved from a forest to the sea. And uh, the next one was called Leviathan and the right. Deep Dark Blue. And I had uh, I had this same cello player on it, but I also added uh, distorted guitars and drums and uh, a mandolin player. And uh, we we actually did a bunch of shows around the Toronto area uh, right before the pandemic started. Um, and then um, then I, I tossed it up again and I recorded another album. Uh, it was piano based called uh, the wings above the mountains. Right. That's... And so it's uh, no guitars at all. It's instead of guitars, it's all pianos. And uh, uh, I'm, I'm planning a fourth one, but I, uh, I haven't quite got around to finishing the, uh, the writing for it yet. I've been focusing mostly on my solo stuff, right. but that brings me to the, the solo stuff. I decided, you know what, if I'm going to keep doing this, I'm, I, I think it would, be beneficial to just go under my name and have start building my own brand and kind of going from there and um all the while i was doing gigs and uh, it actually i i i did work in oshawa yeah i worked at the uh, the long McQuaid, the music store there oh okay and, uh, <laughs> i <laughs> and they were pretty good uh letting me go on tour like yeah three or four whatever months of the year you know but um they uh but i i ended up doing more and more and more gigs and i was playing like 
four or five times a week. And it, I ended up leaving Law McQuaid just to play gigs. And then the pandemic hit. But I uh, just before the pandemic, I'd had I had released my first solo single, uh, Northern Soul. Right. And um, that was my first focused effort on uh, on on a solo project. So I uh, I put that out and it's actually still making the rounds. And I've 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 got a few sync uh, licensing placements for it, which is really good. And, yeah. Uh, then I uh, started writing after that and I uh, wrote all the music for the my first solo uh, album, which was Folklore. Right. And, uh, my, my luck has it that, uh, or luck has it that Taylor Swift also released an album like a month later called folklore. So (laughs) (laughs) I was promoting it and, uh, during the pandemic of all times, and she puts out this album called folklore and all of a sudden I don't have any marketing movement there, (laughs) but, um, I, I still am, it's still getting plays and it's still getting, it's, I'm still attracting, uh, uh, people, uh, to my my social media pages from people discovering it on Spotify or Deezer or whatever. And uh, I mean, I have people reaching out to me, like um, telling me that they love my music, people from like the other side of the world, you know, I think I, and I I didn't even market it that hard either, you know, but, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that, that, (laughs) that's uh, pretty much what I've been up to the last few years. And that's kind of where I come from. I was going to say your folklore is far better than uh, Taylor Swift. So, uh, you should be very proud of it. Um, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions about some of those songs, but first, just can you tell me a little bit how you created, how you became the musician you are? Because you're quite, uh, uh, you have, uh, you're quite skilled in over a, a broad range of kind of playing styles. So, uh, were you studying all of this, or did you have somebody, you know, show you some inside? Uh, uh, how to get that out of your guitar? Uh, no, not really. No. I did have some uh, some formal training, like just guitar lessons, um, like when I was younger. Uh, my mother is actually an operatic uh, soprano. Oh, okay. uh, So she's given me a lot of vocal lessons. And I mean, I, I've always been trying to find my kind of singing style. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm also the vocalist in a, a death metal band, too. So it's... Uh, <laughs> it's a night and day, you know? Yeah. So I, but I also, um, while I'm been in death metal bands and, and toured the world in these bands and played big festivals, it's, it's given me a lot of experience playing. And I, I, I know how to talk to people when it comes to like booking gigs. And I, okay. I, and I just, but the technical aspect of being able to play, like I'm a bass player, so I have a lot of strength in my fingers and it's, okay. I actually, it's, it was a really an easy transition to get to go. Cause I don't play with a pick at all. I just do finger sure. style yeah. for uh, even the strumming. It's all fingers. Yeah. But I, um, it, my vocals actually, I, I found that from all the vocals that I've been doing in the past and the training that I've gotten from my mother, uh, as far as operatic vocals are concerned, I've it's, it's add a lot of strength to my voice and I can, I can project well and I can, I can sing for hours and hours. And, and I mean, I, I do when I gig, you know, but, sure. uh, um, now, I'd say my, my background in, in metal music has definitely, uh, given me a huge leg up, um, yeah. As far as my playing style is concerned, when I'm doing the folk now, and, the, and the blues stuff, it, what's the name of the death metal band? Because we should—is it still an? Ex- <laughs> uh, is it still around? Yeah, it's still active. Actually, we're uh, just finishing up an album. We're yeah. uh, we're we're kind of just 
it's been a studio project the last few years, but uh, the the name of the band and I uh, a bit of a disclaimer. I mean, metal music. There's there's so many subgenres. It's not even funny anymore. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, it's um, the the band is called Vesperia. Oh, okay. Um, and it's uh, and it, it's like it's death metal, but we also uh, incorporate a lot of like. Uh, three and four part harmony singing and there's full orchestras and oh, yeah. choirs and all sorts it's really bombastic and loud and exciting <laughs> yeah is that is that on your Bandcamp page are any of those albums there or are they under a different link oh it's all under vesperia it's a, its own separate entity i mean it's it's you'll not find anything on there uh on my personal like on my solo stuff at all okay. i really try to uh separate them as much as i possibly can and oh, okay. i mean when i do interviews like this all it, it comes up of course but uh i mean i, I don't want to start talking about like my death metal background sure. when i'm yeah. trying to promote folk music you know, it'll freak yeah. a lot of people out but yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean but morgan but, um, that's what makes you so it, it is that makes you so amazing i mean the fact that you're doing uh <laughs> this you know you should be pretty proud of that how do you uh how do you manage your voice in uh that kind of singing environment by muskoka for muskoka your collection of muskoka based talk shows muskoka magazine the bay 887 brought to you by dairy lane dental keeping muskoka smiling for over 30 years visit dairylanedental.com because i was a singer in my early life and did some singing you know in the last 10 years but uh when I was in rock and roll bands, I mean, and as this is ancient history now, I mean, of course, we didn't have the equipment guys have now, but man, I'd I'd blow my vocal, and I'm a pretty was not anymore. I was a very strong singer, and I could blow my voice out, you know, uh, bar gigs just particularly. So, how do you manage to hang on to that? Did you, is it yeah. uh, is there some tricks that you figured out or? Well, um, I mean, every time we play a show we me and my two guitar players we would warm up our voices for probably 45 minutes before we'd even start oh, playing okay. and um yeah. we drank lots of water um and when we're on tour we were we made sure to drink lots of tea and okay eat lots of honey and you know like <laughs> drink lots of water and stuff and yeah. it's like uh but um it's uh there there definitely has been a few times where i've i have blown out my voice uh, oh uh good monitors too sure yeah. uh wearing earplugs so you yeah. can you can hear your internal voice uh a little easier you know uh, oh, yeah. but um uh yeah. in-ear monitors those are uh, a savior in yeah, monitors. yeah, yeah but, for sure. uh, i mean that's like a more recent uh, technology yeah <laughs> well you didn't drink uh half a jug of whiskey and smoke pack cigarettes i guess <laughs> that was my i think that might have been I'm only kidding. I'm Smoking, only kidding. I'll definitely do that. I know my two guitar players. Yeah, they, uh, they they're they're smokers, and they're always smoking before and after the shows. So right. It's, uh, yeah. No, it's... I could see them having a little more trouble than me. But, uh... <laughs> no, I, I quit a long time ago. So, yeah. No, it, it it it's not a very good thing to have going on if you're trying to sing, especially now. Now on the albums, I've heard your range is fairly. You know, you're you're keeping pretty much to the key center. When you're playing with more rock and roll bands, do you sing higher register or anything like that? Do you, or do you just, like, I, I don't really know that genre of music that well. It sounds like it's like low, rah, 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 that sort of thing. Uh, but Yeah, uh, and that's the distinction. I mean, there's 
there's singing and then there's vocalizing and right. what i what, what i'm doing with vesperia is is definitely a mixture of both okay. i mean we're doing the more vocalizations and it's like it and it's supposed to sort of uh mirror the how delicate or how raucous the music is okay, you know okay so it's i mean if you have a really aggressive fast part of yeah. in a like my metal band for instance so you're gonna have vocals that that sort of reflect that but yeah. uh when you have like uh, like string sections and and like acoustic guitars playing, you're gonna have um, you're gonna have softer vocals and, and you know my vocals when I go into those particular sections, I mean, me and the the guys plan it out how um, okay okay plan out our vocal harmonies to what best suits our styles and what best uh, matches our like our range. So right. I'm I'm all over the place. I mean, I have a pretty wide range myself, okay. but. Um, uh, I'm quite comfortable singing uh, yeah. like a higher register, uh, and with my my rock band version of my solo uh, project, it's mm-hmm. uh, I, I I'm kind of all over the place too. But I, I do stick to. Now you um, on your webpage, I think I read that you were doing a tremendous amount of gigging before this all got shut down. Uh, 150 dates, I think there's a mention there, or more. Um, uh, how long were you working at that pace and, uh, and how did you get there? Like, how did you, de- you know, manage to get that all up and running like that? Because that's quite a feat as well. Uh, you, did, did you do it yourself or did you have management or something like that? All my solo stuff, it's been, I've, it's completely self-run. I, okay. I do all my own uh, graphic design. I do all my own recording. I book all my own gigs. I do, uh, uh, I drive myself everywhere. Sure, okay. yeah. Everything is done by me, but it's, yeah. uh, um, but yeah, before the pandemic hit, I was average. I was up to, uh, just a little over 200 gigs for, wow. uh, that's incredible. Um, uh, 2019. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, I played my last gig on March 15th, right. 2020. And I had solid shows booked from, uh, mid March all the way through to November. Right. And I, lost probably 180 shows and I, I i think i did like 50 or 60 shows already in uh in 2020 before the pandemic hit right so i was i was probably gonna be well over 200 again for 2020 yes. and i was planning to try and hit 300 for uh, really this year but uh, yeah yeah you were but tra- it's uh i mean it, it honestly it was just picking up the phone and emailing people and yeah. i would chunk out um Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and I'd just pick up the phone for like, like I would, I'd put my daughter down for a nap, right? And I would just pick up the phone and call people like, <laughs> as long as she was sleeping. Yeah. And uh, I think I probably sent off like seventy to a hundred emails a day, and I, yeah. I, there was a lot of places that were happy to have me back, and I was really thankful for all the support that I got from a lot of uh, places like breweries in my area. And I mean, I was I was all over the place too. I was like, uh, like regularly, I had a like a four hour radius, and I was going all the way down to like Windsor, and all the way up to Ottawa, and all the way up to um, like uh, Sudbury and uh, North Bay, Bracebridge. You know, I was all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Well, good for you. I mean, that's the way it works. I, I have a friend of mine. Uh, he goes by the stage name of Black Suit Devil. Andy Durego and uh, oh yeah, do you know Andy? Uh, he's I know, just, I know of him. Yeah, you know, the beautiful guy. And uh, 
I think yeah, I think this whole pandemic kind of crushed him a bit because he had really worked up a head of steam and he was like he'd go out west for, you know, 50 gigs and then come and do out east for, you know, 30, 40 and then in central Canada. That's that's quite a remarkable feat. I mean, if you yeah. could, you might be able to get up to BB King's uh uh, record. What was the? What did he hit? Something like three twenty in a year, or something like that. You know, and he had a huge band that he was lugging around with yeah. him. Can you imagine? Oh my gosh, it's unbelievable. Well, I hope you were getting I some. Imagine the cost. Of yeah, doing that. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, neither can I. I. I mean, I hope you got some. I got. I hope you got some good pay out of all that. I hate to say it. it's. It's so cruel the way uh, the industry seems to be in some regards, but. Some people have told me that there's a whole, you know, in breweries and things like that, there's a really nice kind of circuit there that you can do fairly. In your lyric approach, it seems like, are you influenced by like Tolkien or any of those kinds of writers? Has that sort of creeped into your your thinking as you explore some of your song uh, uh, lyrics and things like that? Or, no, I... I, I, I I don't really take inspiration from anybody okay. as far as my, my vocals go. I, I, or my, my lyrics, sorry. I, I try to be as honest okay. with uh, my lyrics as I possibly can be. Yeah. Right. So for my solo stuff, at least it, it's, it's all personal stuff, you know, it's right. all just life lessons and stories and things. And, you know, it's, uh, uh, I, I mean, I've, I'm 30, I'm, I'm turning 32 in a week, but I'm, uh, I've had a lot of, uh, fun and, horrifying and exciting and uh um like happy and sad experiences like i've i've done a lot of stuff in my 32 years sure. and i'm like quite proud of all the like the wisdom i've gleaned from it but it's uh a lot of the things that i write about for my solo stuff it's it's just personal stuff okay. you know You've been listening to Behind the Drive Shortcuts, Volume 66. My name is Douglas McLean, and our guest was Morgan Ryder. Morgan has many albums out, four under his band Deep Dark River, one solo album, and five or six albums with his heavy metal band, Vespera. I want to thank you very much for listening to this show, and I hope that if you have any comments, you'll feel free to send into the station at any time. I hope you'll join us again next week for Volume 67. My name is Douglas McLean, and we're here Thursday nights with Behind the Drive.